Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Good Grow Great Podcast. I'm Talia Toha, and this is Growth Amplifiers. This is where we debunk various types of resources so that we can learn from them and really adopt and adapt ways that can make your life all the more richer and all the more enriched in a meaningful and in a purposeful way. And that is why today I'm so excited because we're going to be talking about one of the most interesting, I want to say, entertainment phenomenon, which we don't talk a lot about in this podcast. But for this week, I want to share this with you because I think it's really useful. And the reasons why we can't get enough of Marvel Universe Loki character. Now, if you don't know much about comics, that's perfectly fine. This is still useful for you. But if you do know about this character and this world, this is the perfect episode for you because we're going to be talking about top storytelling lessons from that character and why in the past 10 years we just simply can't get enough of him and his story and his backstory and his art what is going on here and why is it that it is a story that is ongoing that continues to educate entertain and continues to enrich our lives in almost like a beautifully meaningful way, even if it's indirectly. And some of the lessons that I've learned from this character is that there are definitely really beautiful ways to tell a story. And whether this is something that you are unfamiliar with in your professional career, right, at work or in your life, and you're like, why do I have to tell a story? Well, believe it or not, whatever it is that you're doing, if you're sharing a message, if you want to advance your cause, even if you want to get promoted, get more income, right? Or even persuade a family member or friend, persuade them into something that is just meaningful and beautiful. All of these things can be used in your own specific way, and it can be just a beautiful addition to uh, your already amazing life and work. So I wanted to share this because, as a lot of you guys know who are listening, my mission is to advance the cause of small giants, and I never believe that you have to be a big name to make a big impact. I think anyone can be a small giant, and that means that we can learn from all of these amazing, amazing examples around us, and that includes this world, so that you can then put it into your work, in your job, in your business, in your career, in your personal life, whatever that might be. And that way, we can all grow together. Without further ado, be sure to hit that follow, add, collect, subscribe, save, and download, because we are just about to get started. Okay, you guys, so one of the questions that I was asked recently, and this is about something else, but it relates to Loki and Marvel is that how could a almost like an antagonist, how could someone who started out being kind of the bad person, right, being kind of the person who was supposed to be troublesome, right? How could so many people get to love him? And how is that even possible, given that Loki had always really teetered along the good and the bad and really oscillated between forces of good and forces of bad and chaos and order. It's almost as if he is this mercurial character that 
technically, if you think about it, it should be pretty difficult to enjoy, right, for the audience and for people who are watching and listening to the story. And so the question that comes up is, well, then how is it that we do actually enjoy this character um, when it is in the place of, you know, the Thor movies or even in the greater Marvel universe? And why is it that we enjoy him so much? And the reason why we want to ask this question is because from a storytelling standpoint, right, if you are a content developer, if you are a creator, or even if you have your own business and you're trying to grow your income, there is always the need for you to share your message, whatever that is, whatever, whether that's something a little bit more practical, like how to's or something a lot more um, creative, right? And so that is the question that we're asking. Now, I think me personally, as someone who's followed this world in and out, I am, I got to kind of share a disclaimer here to all of you guys. I know uh, a lot about the Marvel Universe from when it started, but I don't know quite enough about the comic world, okay? So if you guys know more about this, feel free to find me um, anywhere on the social platforms and share more about this topic, and I'd love to, to take a listen. Now, back to Loki, and why is it that someone who is so almost like antagonistic, almost always to the point where he can kind of become a pester, kind of become an annoyance. And yet we don't really look at him that way. Now, part of it in the movies, I would say it, it is probably partly due to Tom Hiddleston's just amazing portrayal and his ability to access both Loki's really just kind of, um, you know, his, his basic elements and really the characters, uh, you know, deep down his, his needs and his wants and his longing as much as, you know, Tom is also able to access his almost more playful and just curious and kind of, you know, this, this almost this misfit, um, element that, you know, we can't always quite grasp and his ability to bridge the gap. I think that is definitely, I want to say, thanks to Tom and his amazing acting. But regardless, just the basic story of Loki, it is still at the bottom of it, still very unpredictable. And so the question is, how do you tell a story that is engaging enough without it being predictable, without it being, um, you know, again, annoying, right? These are kind of questions that anyone who is thinking of creating or creating something good, creating work that people could enjoy would like to know, right? Again, whether that's you're a speaker, whether you're in whatever industry, this is really crucial now. So the question that we come up with, okay, well, how do we explain this character and the way that Marvel has told his story in the course of 10 years, you guys, this is a long time to tell a story of someone who is this unpredictable, right? Without it being predictably unpredictable, you know, right? So how did they do it? And so I want to kind of touch on five elements that you really do notice sort of stand out in uh, definitely in Loki, not so much in other Marvel heroes and, and characters, but definitely in Loki's case 
you can really see this coming to the forefront. And this sort of being the reason why we continue to want to know more about him and want to tune in to his story and what's going on with him. And this is an observation that I think is, um, you know, sometimes it's a little bit underneath and you can't really see it within the immediate movie or two or whatever, the whole series. But you do get to see this throughout um, really so, sort of subtly involved into the storyline uh, by the the amazing creators, okay? And so this is something that I think is really interesting from a storytelling standpoint. So the first one is that when you tell a story, I think what I'm, I found really interesting with a lot of Marvel characters is that they don't usually, a lot of times the transformation is usually physical, right? And so quintessentially, if you look at Thor, obviously there are exceptions, but most of the, the his peers, right, when the when Loki character started, most of his peers started their transformation mostly physically. So Captain America, right, has always been a really moral guy, very, really just stuck to his values, right? So morally, he never really wavered, except that his transformation took on a physical, uh, really a physical form, right? So then he became the superhero when he started to really invade this body that can finally fit his heroic tendencies. That's for Captain America, right? And so Steve Rogers, as you know, has always been someone who would fight for the good of, you know, of, of the small people and all of these things. So you've always kind of known that he's going to be good, but it's just, he just needs the right ingredients, right? And he did. So that's Captain America. And if you look at even Thor, and you look at his transformation, when Odin took away his power, and he was sent to Midgard, you can kind of see that, yes, there is a little bit of character transformation. But for the most part, the thing that he was missing the most was was his physical strength and his power to summon thunder and all of these things, and even with Mjolnir. So you do see that, again, the transformation is physical. And we can keep going, even with Tony Stark, right? Yes, there is a little bit of character transformation, but for the most part, he built this, you know, the suit, right? And that became uh, his channel, essentially, to these superheroic activities. And so again and again and again, you see all of the Avengers and the most of the Marvel characters having their transformation exist in the physical realm. But with Loki, though, most of his changes and most of his oscillation from good to bad, from kind of on Thor's side to always stabbing him in the back to kind of saving him to then, you know, treat him like dirt, right? Kind of constantly going back and forth had always been mostly characteristic and mostly based on personality and mostly based on internal struggles. So that's the first thing that I noticed is that from an arc standpoint, it is based really, really on the character, not on the physical changes. Because, uh, you know, I think this becomes a lot more engaging because it is harder. And we all know as an audience, and this is something that obviously we struggle with in our own way, we all know that 
changing your mindset, right? And transforming our perspectives, transforming the inside game is often even more challenging than transforming ourselves physically, right? And so I think this is kind of the the thing that we really kind of hold on to as an audience is that the arc is characteristically uh, more engaging rather than physically um, oriented, right? So that's the number one thing. Now, what happened is that with that, number two, it became more relatable because it is more accessible. The topic is more accessible to us because we all deal with this. Like not all of us, well, most of us, we're not given the, you know, the powers of the crown like Thor or, you know, this amazing transformation or injection as Captain America did that we sort of suddenly buff up and became kind of this superhero. Like that, those are all, all a little bit more difficult to relate to. And so having number, number one, that character arc being really based on character rather than the physical form makes the topic and his journey, Loki's journey, a lot more relatable. Still slightly difficult topic to access, right? Because if you think about it, the you know the the things that that Loki dealt with were things like I'm adopted. So where do I belong? Right? And he throughout this journey that especially in phase one, you do see that he was struggling with this because he when he found out that, you know, he had really no direct line in, in the crown, he realized that, well, okay, well, now I really feel like an outsider, right? And so while we don't really necessarily relate to that kind of royal aspect of it all, we do relate to it somewhat when we, whenever we feel like we're an outsider, and we've all gone, gone through this when, you know, even when we were kids, when we were, you know, growing up, when someone said something awful about you, or even in to adulthood when you're at work and you feel like everyone else is so far ahead and you're so far behind and you're wondering, why is that not me, right? And so you do relate to this. It is easy to relate and it is easy to relate difficult topics that are uh, difficult to access, right? And so that's the number two thing that stood out to me. The first one, of course, a clear character arc um, that is not related necessarily in physical changes, uh, number one, but number two, because of that, you are, uh, we have an easier time relating to difficult topics, right? And so that's number two, which I think is really crucial because if we cannot, right, if we cannot relate to the topics to our uh, normal life, it's a little bit kind of like, well, I can't, even for me with Captain America, I love, you know, that character Steve Rogers and everything, but there are times when I feel like it's a little bit difficult to um, access his character because I just feel like he's so straight line and just so difficult, uh, almost to the point where it is not realistic, right? So those are the two things. And the third thing that I notice about why we engage with Loki and why we can't get enough of Loki is that it follows, his story follows a very realistic timeline and not 
um, a long shot timeline and not a kind of one movie sort of transformation timeline. And if you see a lot of the, I mean, Marvel's obviously done a beautiful job with this um, throughout the course of the years, and they don't really do this um, in a way that is um, unrealistic. So I do believe that most of their characters that, that were shown uh, do follow a realistic timeline. But I think with Loki in particular, it's even more realistic, right? And you do see um, people, whenever they want to try to go down the path of the straight or narrow, even with the simple things like eating healthy or going to the gym or sleeping well or working harder, not procrastinating, even with these things, everybody falls off the wagon all the time. And so it's never a one and done situation. So most of the, um, and, and most of the heroes that you see in Marvel, when you see that transformation, usually they will then stick to it, right? Maybe with one or two relapses, but for the most part, it, it's kind of night and day, right? It's night and day. And, um, you know, before it's X and afterwards it's Y. And they're now, right, kind of like Thor, you know, once he realized his place and how to be a humble servant in some ways, it's almost like his character continued to move forward, right? And then another challenge is um, is introduced, like with his mother's death, of course, Loki's death and everything. And now he, of course, he became Fat Thor and everything, right? So then the challenge is different. However, with Loki, it's almost like the challenge remains the same, but with within different contexts, right? And different situations. He's always kind of struggled to, or maybe not struggled, maybe that's what he liked to do, is he's always kind of bridging that two, um, the two sides of the coin, the good and the bad, evil and goodness, right? And, you know, mischief and manner, chaos and order. So he really sort of created a, uh, a realistic timeline because we see this over the course of the year, of the year, year and year and year and year, we do see that, oh, well, well, it's Loki. We don't know what it's going to be. So the, his inconsistency is actually quite realistic from a timeline standpoint because 10 years on now, right? Of course, the uh, phase one Loki, his character arc had completed, but you do see that now that, you know, phase two Loki, you see that there is still that challenge and that internal struggle. And it's a realistic timeline because it happens over the course of the years. Like how many times people say, oh, I've been trying to lose weight for, you know, years. Oh, I've been trying to, you know, I've thought about, you know, um, making that career change. It's been like a couple of years now, three years, right? You keep hearing this and we don't see this on the screen. Not often enough, but with Loki, we see it because there is that oscillation and you feel comforted in some ways and in good ways, I think, for the audience to know that, you know, even quote unquote gods, you know, uh, obviously they're demigods, but even a fictional character can have this oscillation and it is okay to have this oscillation and still live a uh, a relatively colorful life, you know, and one that in the end, especially for Loki phase one, in the end, really, really does good, right? And just that ultimate sacrifice that he did at the end for Thor um, with Thanos is really just a stunning example of how 
it doesn't matter how long it takes as long as you get there, right? And I think that is exactly the reason why, um, number four, we can identify very, very closely to the, to the person because he, he feels closer to us, right? And I know with Loki, what's interesting is that he loves, you know, he really, really wants power and he really, really wants to really execute, right? And his quintessential line, I am burdened with glorious purpose. And there is within us, each of us has this glorious purpose, whatever that might take shape in, it doesn't matter, but we all know that we're meant for more and hopefully not the bad, but for the good. And we are all in this really just almost crazy ride and search for the fulfillment of that purpose. And I think with Loki, you see that because he's constantly in search. So we identify to that search. We identify with it because we feel like, oh, wow, okay, some, they're all, and we're all searching for this. It's kind of hard to feel that way with all of the other, um, with other characters who are a lot more straight line, because you feel like they've already reached a certain level of comfort, right? A certain level of, um, you know, stability with just slight friction every now and then, you know what I mean? Like, so you don't really see that struggle. And so, you identify with the purpose and this constant search for the fulfillment of that purpose. That's number four. So I think it is something that I really find, especially growing up and it's now in well into adulthood. You do see that within each phase of my life, you know, childhood, teenage years, whatever, 20s, 30s and onward, you do see that Every phase has a different, uh, you know, a different purpose almost on a different spin, but you are still searching for it and you are still trying to make sure that I'm doing the right thing in this world. And what is that? What does that look like? Always that constant search is something that, uh, you know, again, we don't really feel is satisfied whenever we see our hero, you know, complete it within just whatever, 40 minutes or maybe an hour and a half of movie time. But with Loki, right, one movie after another, you see him wavering, going backwards, two steps forward, one step back, three steps forward, two steps back. And you you kind of have this sense that he is real and he is almost like us um, in that way. And that is why we just can't get enough of this story because you know, it is just this beautiful reflection of what everyone, uh, every in each and every one of us are going through. And I think that is really what's interesting. And that's the, the fourth uh, thing I think that really uh, that we can relate with is, of course, the first one being that the arc is predominantly characteristic and not so much physical, right? Number two, uh, difficult topics become easier to access and become easier to relate to because they're using issues that are that perhaps few care to speak about, but nevertheless, really important to talk about. That's number two. Of course, as I mentioned, number three, with Loki, the realistic timeline is something that we feel a lot closer to because it's a lot more humane and it's a lot more down to earth, unlike all of the other superheroes uh, t- 
a timeline which is just very grandiose, very fast paced. And yes, we all want to that we all want our problems to be solved that fast, but not really realistic, right? That's number three. And of course, because of all that, number four, we really identify to the person's purpose and his search for purpose and the constant search for that because we feel the same way. And so across all ages, whether you're 15 or you're 25 or you're 38 or you're 57, it almost doesn't matter because there is always that search that we are also going through. So I think for that reason, Loki's character is just this stunning uh, light almost in in the midst of all of these um, amazing, amazing um, characters, right? Of course. So number five, though, I think when you see these um, these oscillations, right, between Loki's goodness and Loki's almost need to be on the side of mischief, which is also entertaining, uh, you know, and going back and forth, it's almost like this tug of war. It's like watching, it is kind of like watching tug of war or watching a boxing match or watching a beautiful tennis, um, tennis game, game of tennis, right? You see the back, back and forth. You want to see, oh, that person won this round, that other person won the next round or whatever. But in the end, right, there is a fight that have not yet been won. In the end, his fight had not yet been won. Well, at least Loki phase two, right? Um, we have not quite seen what if this guy took a, this diversion, took that Tesseract, go back to um, his his place or wherever it is that he's going, which we will see um, in Loki series 2021, what happens. And what's really, really cool though, is that this fight that has not yet been won we want it to be one. We really, really want it to uh, have that moment of release and pleasure to just be able to cheer him throughout and continue to cheer him and to finally have a winner and to finally have him winning whatever that might look like. It's almost like, I know I don't do sports too much and I don't follow sports, but I know a lot of friends and people who are totally into sports. And what I love is that whenever I see them sit down and watch a game of football, of soccer, you know, whatever it is, they are always sitting down in suspense. They're watching to see if they would win and their team would win. And when the team wins, it's great. The whole week is just fantastic. When their team doesn't win, it's just kind of like, well, we're going to root for them again. It's a little bit upsetting, but we want to keep rooting. And that's why, right? That's why we keep coming back and this is engaging. So from that perspective, there is this unfulfilled need to see a match one. And we want Loki to win it, whatever that might look like for him. And we don't know where the creators are going to take this character in this TV series and definitely in the season, but we're looking for someone to champion and Loki being one that is most relatable, one who is quite easy to access in a lot of ways because we feel closer to him, whose character arc is prominent rather than the physical transformations, right? And whose timeline, whose journey follows a realistic timeline and whose purpose and his constant search for purpose is something that we can identify with all of these things together really, really contributes to the reason why 
10 plus year, years on since Loki, the Marvel Universe movie was um, uh, in Thor was introduced. Since then, we are still following through. Now, if you are not following this character, don't worry. Um, and if you're not even into comic books, also not not to worry, uh, though you should check it out because I think this is one of the most amazing storylines. But from a storytelling perspective, what it tells us is that if you have a purpose and if you have a cause that you want to share with the world, share it, right? But share it in a way and to follow those five points that we identify as reasons why we can't get enough of Loki, share it in a way that is accessible and relatable. Something that, and it's okay, I think, to share aspects of your life. I'm not saying that you have to share everything, you know, that you go to the bathroom. I'm not share, I'm not saying that at all. Of course, within reason and within the bounds of what you're comfortable with, um, sharing is giving, right? So if you share your story or aspects of your story or even things that are challenging, um, people would tend to raise their hands and say, you know what? I've dealt with that too. I've gone through that too. So this is something that you can um, really find to be beneficial if you are wanting to be a top performer in your in your job, or if you just want to be a great um, parent, or if you want to um, you know start a business and you don't know how to uh, persuade others in a meaningful way that what you have is good for them right? Share it in a way that is accessible. The more relatable your story, the better, especially as we see here from Loki, a lot of just really hardcore fans to, to for him um, has followed along, which is fantastic. Now, I think the other thing that we can point out as far as telling a story is that if you are a small name and you're looking to really advance a bigger cause, nobody knows you yet, right? And nobody understands how awesome you are and how great you can be in what you do, then it is okay to follow a realistic timeline. It is, yes, other people can, you know, do it, do things overnight. They become overnight successes. They can do things in a week or a month or whatever it is that sounds very, very outlandish there, but it is okay to follow a realistic timeline. And if that means, whatever, you know, three months for you to get to the point where you want to get to, or three years, or maybe even 15 years, doesn't matter, as long as it is okay with you, and you are at peace with it. Because what that timeline gives you, similar to that Loki character, is that you have a true transformation inside out. It's not just a physical transformation. It's not just, oh, I get to have this comfortable life or whatever. It is a transformation that will come in from the inside that will really set the tone for future opportunities, that will set the tone for the way that you deal with things that um, come your way, challenges that you didn't expect to come your way. So character over physical is important. Of course, I'm not saying neglect your your health and take care of yourself, all of that. That's not what I mean at all. Um, but if you can take ownership of the process and take ownership of the mental growth in that process, you will own 
anything that you want, right? And this is something that you do see because um, even with Loki, he hasn't quite yet grasped what he does want to be, at least not at this point of when we're talking about this. And that is why the, um, you know, the security, it, you can feel that it's still unsettling for him. So what about on the other side, if you do have almost that full control over your life and no one's telling you what to do and you're doing your own thing and it's just this really freeing feeling right and I think from a storytelling standpoint people love to see um, other folks who are just you know dealing with similar things perhaps and things that uh, maybe in a different way they can relate to right? I think this is really important. And it's okay to share from a storytelling standpoint to share that there is something that you are in an, um, in a battle for, right? You're battling. I know that for me, um, the reason why I wake up every single morning is because I know that there's always one other person out there who feels totally invisible, who feels like they're not heard, they're not seen, and they have this amazing talent and skill, and yet people just don't get it. And yet people just don't understand how amazing they are. And I don't believe though that you have to have, and I say this all the time, that you have to have hundreds of thousands of followers to be able to make a lasting and meaningful impact. One that you can look back to years from now and say, what a beautiful ride. What a beautiful ride that um, that I've been on. Yes, there are some ups and downs, but how beautiful it is to be able to impact one person. How beautiful it is to be able to help 10 other people who is just maybe a few steps um, you know, behind me where I, I was maybe just a year or two ago, right? How beautiful it is to be able to paint <laughs> and uh, I don't know, teach uh, fitness classes in a way that really changes people's lives because they can then come home, sit down and feel at least in the slightest that the world is right, right? That their life is not going to waste. And so all of these things, and I'm sharing this with you because I passionately believe in this. And so if you believe in this too, follow along, follow along with this storytelling um, method that Loki and the Marvel team had beautifully shown us over the course of the years, right? And adopt it and adapt it into your own life. And of course, as we will see, I've been given, I've been invited to an advanced screening to the Marvel um, Marvel Universe's Loki launch that's going to be in two days. That's open to the public in two days. So everyone's going to find out what's happening in the first episode in a couple of days. But um, I was uh, so grateful that I've gotten the privilege to uh, get this advanced screening. And I can tell you, you will not regret it. Um, but uh, keep in mind that with Disney and Marvel and all of these giant names, it's easy for us to say, oh, well, they can do it because they have like millions of dollars and budget. But in concept, when they were starting out, it is no different than when you're about to start out, right? Or when you're about to kind of say, you know what? enough with that. I want to move on to this. I want to move on and ask for a promotion. I want to move on and have a better relationship with my spouse. I want to move on and, um, you know, change the world in, in my twenties, whatever it is, right? All of that starts with a small idea. Everybody, 
everyone started with that small idea, whether they're a big name or a small name. And all of us together, similar to what Loki had shared in his character journey, is that we are all in search for this purpose. So if you are with us and you're standing alongside of us in this movement, hit that follow, add, collect, save, download, and subscribe button because in this podcast, we pull from various resources. We pull from entertainment as we just did this episode. We pull from entrepreneurship, right? Sports. We pull from, you know, personal uh, life, psychology, arts, and um, anything, science almost. Like we pull from various different resources and share all of these information to you so that you can then today next week, this month, this year, you can then go on on your own and find your way and your path is all the clearer and your life is all the more enriched. And so again, hit that follow, add, collect, subscribe, save and download button. That way in the next episode, as we would share it with interviews with other people, entrepreneurs, right? Purpose-driven individuals and, um, or even just again, artists, you know, like Emmy winners, all of these people we pull together in this podcast so that you can have a time to take a listen for half an hour or an hour, whatever it is. And you can, you can go on with your day with a lot more clarity and a lot more um, light. So with that, you guys, I want to share this uh, episode with you. And I cannot wait for you to see Loki in uh, Disney Plus in a couple of days. It's going to be amazing. Um, I've, uh, you know, I've, it's just going to be great. I cannot wait for you guys to see it. But of course, follow along as we share a lot more stories from small giants all the way to big giants, from restaurateurs all the way to hoteliers, all from, from uh, mom and pops all the way to young, uh, you know, teenage entrepreneurs. All of these amazing things things plus more we want to give this to you and with that growth solvers be kind to one another and don't forget greatness is within you